0: Hey folks, Vice President McLowry here. Hope you're all doing well. I don't have much to set this one up. We are at the end of our 150 days of direct table bargaining and this is an update from most of the bargaining team. Feel free to forward any questions to any one of us after you uh, listen. Thanks for listening. Hi everybody, my name is Isaac McLennan, Vice President of Portland Living
1: Firefighters Local 43. Uh, we just wanted to do a quick update on a couple items we've received some communications on from the membership uh, based on some of the bargaining updates that we've sent out along the way. Uh, we have uh, a number of topics here we want to run through. We don't want to take a lot of time, but we do feel it's important that we kind of drill into some of these things. So I'm joined with Jason Lehman, Vice President, Kyle McClary, Vice President, President Ferschweiler, and Secretary Treasurer Travis Chipman. So for starters, why don't we start with uh, where we're at in the process.
2: Great. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This is Alan Um uh, uh, We just finished up our 150 days of direct bargaining on June 4th. Um, we did file for mediation uh, with the city. They agreed to go to mediation uh, jointly with us before the 150 days was up, um, which in our first mediation day is scheduled for June 26th. Uh, at that point, we have to uh, mediate for 15 days minimum, which puts us into... First part of July, we can then declare impasse if that's appropriate to do so at that point, and then a 30 day waiting off period before we move into the arbitration stage.
1: Okay, the next topic, uh, you know, I want to get into uh, regarding Article 8, we know that's a very large article with a lot of options in there. Uh, um, and if anybody wants to jump in here, maybe we'll start with Alan. How
3: about it, what is Article 8? What is yeah. the title?
1: Uh, oh, Article 8, wages and salaries? Okay, thank you. Yeah, so uh, this really, there's a lot in this article. It's a very, very, it's our largest article, I believe. Uh, but one of the items in there uh, that we proposed was uh, increase in pay for Station 1 and 12 members. So, Alan, do you want to start with that one?
2: In our initial proposal, we did put for Station 1 and 12 to increase to 12%. Uh, the city did come back after Station 1 did a great presentation uh, we've talked about workload, about busy companies, everything else. They came back and did say that they are willing to pay Station 1 uh, 3% above what they're making right now, so going from 6 to 9%. Uh, they also did modify some of the tech rescue specialties in terms of what is desired and not, um, and what the workload would be in there, so I'm happy that they did come forth with that proposal. There's a lot else in there. I mean, that's where we also asked for 3% above grade for everybody on... Uh, for COLA adjustments for, I'm sorry, in addition to COLA, 3% a year for each year. The contract, we asked for uh, top-step firefighter to be at three years instead of five. Same for lieutenants, fire inspectors. Um, we put a large amount in there. That's one that they did respond to as that one.
3: So there were many items in that article and we proposed them all and we fought
0: for them all equally this happens to be the one that they responded to.
2: It's the one. I mean, that's not the only thing that they did to They also, uh, one of the things I'm really proud of is that they agreed with our proposal to keep station one or station two intact, open and getting 6% for six months. If they don't have recruits, we tried to explain how important that was. They did come forth with that. Um, they also did add stuff for the fire investigations unit for premium pay for them when they're training people. They didn't have that in the contract. They also added for retired um, fire investigators you know, to get paid if they come back for court. So there are some, uh, some stuff uh, scattered throughout there. There's a lot left we need to keep working on that article. It's very early in terms of them getting back to us. They finally gave us a written proposal on Article 8 last week, and there's still a lot to work to do. We're very early in the process of that.
1: And so I think it's fair to say that everything we ask for is a response to some sort of workload increase, and this is our mechanisms to address a lot of these things. And so, kind of moving on to the, maybe the next topic, sure. um, in that same vein, is you know, paramedics. We know that the you know, there's a lot of uh, asks for paramedics these days. Seems like the workload seems like it's increasing. Increasing. Thank you. Uh, I guess maybe can you kind of go into some of the things that we uh, addressed in negotiations regarding paramedic pay, their uh, status in grade, and uh, some of the other things that go with that.
2: So we did ask for the um, paramedics to be paid in grade. That's something that went away probably 10 to 12, 14 years ago. Um, we did ask for them to, to up that. The city was not interested in doing that and paying it in grade. Uh, they did come back when we did ask for them to pay people out at training to be paid, uh, that they would do that for those employees, which is a which is a big step. It used to be where the trained lieutenants, we couldn't get paramedic officers out there because of the pay differential. And so the city is coming forth with that. And you know, I really what you're seeing is what the values of the city is and we have equally fought for station 28 as we have for station 1 as paramedic and grade for all that stuff but at the end of the day the values that the city has they reflect in their proposals and it's true to say i don't think they value paramedics and i'm not just because i'm a paramedic just because uh, but because of what i see and what i hear from the companies and again you know i just want to emphasize that we have strongly emphasized the workload and how much our paramedics do and our firefighters do every day and the city was not receptive at this point uh, to that discussion.
0: I think there was one other thing we spoke about, it was the maximum number of paramedics,
2: is that correct? So we did get them to move on that as well, which again, it makes no sense to me, and we've tried to convey, you know, you should not have a maximum number of paramedics, we need to have two paramedics on the rig, and the union has (laughs) fought for that and told them, hey, you need to go to station 31, and you need to have double medics on those working backwards from the busiest companies. They did say they would increase that cap <laughs> slightly, um, but they didn't want to get rid of it. You know the response is pretty easy. Everywhere around us has multiple paramedics and, and we should have more than one medic a rig.
0: And so just to clarify, can you, can you tell everybody out there what our current cap is and what they moved it to? let me answer that question the old number was 138 the new cap is 150 i think the biggest significant change is that is we know right now that we are in a paramedic shortage and what this will allow to do a couple different things it will be um, let the administration staff more rigs but if we do hire more people and they hire heavy medics instead of stopping that number at 138, and then the medics that we hire aren't going to get paid. It's actually going to allow us to pay more paramedics and hire appropriately. So it's a it's a big win for our future firefighter paramedics. Okay, Isaac, what do you got?
1: Yeah, so um, Kravis, kind of keep you going since you now you jumped into the mic here. Uh, got another topic that I want to talk about, which is our proposal on schedule changes. What's kind of an update on that?
0: Well, I'll give you a brief update. Um, for most of those that don't know, I've been working extensively on all the research, and we have proposed a scheduled trial period change in the contract. That was my last option to put it into bargaining, but with the uh, exit of our last fire chief, it now becomes a, more of a bargaining issue for me. So our proposal is to have a trial period of One, three, two, three. one on, three off, two on, three off, we still retain our Kelly days. Um, after the presentation was made, the city came back, they were supportive of a trial period of that nature, but they were concerned about costs and they were also concerned about um, forcing forcing something in the wrong timeline. So they came back, they said, all right, we'll put a committee together after bargaining is over and we'll go down that whole committee road. Um, last bargaining session we pushed back very very hard and said we need to have an inked deal a signed deal that says you will give us a trial period but those details will be um, hammered out in a committee the as soon as the successor bargaining agreement is signed so we are still pushing that very hard and um, we understand that it's important um, from the membership standpoint as well does that does that kind of give you a, a broad update yeah, I think you hit all the points I can
1: remember. Anybody else have anything else on that?
0: No. While I'm talking, maybe real quick, um, let me just jump in for mandatory overtime. We give you a quick update. We've met with battalion headquarters. We've done multiple uh, side bargaining sessions with the administration. We believe we're very close to a mandatory overtime policy. We understand the membership really is interested in having something visually that they can see not only regarding mandatory overtime but how our daily staffing is going to be um, done by the administration so we have not agreed in ink and put it on paper yet but we have agreed that as soon as this mandatory policy is done um, we will be able to start implementing that ahead of the successor agreement being signed so then our members will um, have a summer where they can look ahead and see exactly what uh, when they're going to get mandatory or if at all
1: uh let's do it let's move on uh so uh next item is uh, our vacation leave article as i mentioned in uh, one of the updates from bargaining that the administration did do a counter slash initial proposal from their side on vacation leave uh, um, Vice President Jason Lehman has done a fantastic job in this article. So uh, I just want to kind of turn it over to him and kind of have him give you a little update on what that is and where
3: we're at on that. Okay thanks Isaac. Yeah so um, to start this off the city had um, proposed and gave uh, added vacation to all the 40-hour uh, employees of the city of Portland this last year including uh, the 40-hour members that work for from Fire and Rescue. And so what we did, we um, waited till bargaining to uh, start talking about the increased vacation for the shift personnel, including the 51.69 hour members and our 42 hour members. So uh, the city uh, gave a proposal to us, we gave a proposal to them, um, and now we're still trying to hash out where we're gonna end up. But uh, both of the proposals are gonna be significant increases for our members. but we're just, just still uh, working out the details on that and we should end up with a really good um, increase to our vacation uh, for our members Portland Fire and Rescue. So uh, the one other thing is, this is, um, was driven by uh, some other unions in the city that got uh, went out and did some research, did some, some good work to look at the local comparators and uh, what they were getting vacation. And so we're bringing it up to kind of what some of our neighbors are getting some of our other jurisdictions Um, but we still know that as far as our local comparators for the shift personnel we're still behind on vacation leave and paid time off so we're going to continue working uh, to to try to get some uh, comparable time off with our Local jurisdiction, so that's kind of where we're at. anybody else had anything to add on vacation?
1: I wanted to just chime in. One thing, though, uh, is that unlike obviously uh, other forty-hour personnel on vacation leave, uh, is, is is it comes at a higher cost. And so, because we are a replacement, you know, uh, on a shift work, that that vacation that doesn't just equate to lower productivity. It equates to uh, increased costs. And I think that's an item that the administration looks at. Uh, when they look at the overall value of our contract, so
3: yeah, I agree. So there is a cost to it. That's why it's in negotiations. Um, a few million dollars is what their proposed proposal is going to cost, including a bunch more overtime and hiring more people. But I don't think that takes away from the shift personnel having the ability to take time off when we talk health and wellness and being away from work and, and becoming healthy and getting your sleep back nothing plays into it any more than getting a vacation day and be able to to be away from work so if they're they feel that everybody in the city deserves more time off absolutely our members work and shift work deserve it too so but it takes a little bit of um negotiations and time but we'll end up with something good by the time this is done on vacation i believe
2: yeah and when you look at the cost and the city costs that the proposal on the third year just for the the Vacation leave at just under two million dollars and they also add in five hundred thousand for the new hires But just on its face that one proposal is looking at a two million dollar increase And they said not only will they hire 14 people is what they projected to hire But they also said it will also cause up to thirty thousand five hundred hours of overtime and so it Kind of the best of both worlds in terms of what people can get on that, but that's a pretty significant proposal and I think that our members should be aware that $2 million, we never, we have never seen that much on the table. And I've been on the bargaining team for five times. The last time we had such a big increase on its face was in 2007. And so to have this out there this early in the process is, is pretty significant, in my opinion.
1: Okay. Well, I think that was a great update. So, Alan, we'll kind of stay with you here. Uh, I just want to have you talk a little bit about uh, COLA's. Uh, that we're receiving this year and, and, and what that looks like as far as uh, that article.
2: Yeah, so cost of living adjustment for July 1st is going to be 3.9%. Uh, again, unfortunately, the city cannot confirm that we'll be receiving it on July 1st, but they've also been very upfront of going, we have no intent to keep it from you, but we need to continue moving the bargaining process forward. And that's why they said, yes, we'll start mediation early. That's why they keep going down these paths that They are very interested in in starting bargaining or to continue bargaining and get it done quickly as we are as well. Um, And I will briefly say is that, you know, we started January 4th and we were a little bit delayed because of, you know, elections and all that stuff. It doesn't matter why. We need to be bargaining in September of the year before the contract. We do. That three months would have gotten us into arbitration probably in June and we can stop having the cold discussion. That being said, 3.9%. Uh, that value to our membership uh, is just over $3 million. I think they said it's worth $3.3 million to our members. And so it's a very significant amount. When you add the $3.3 million and the $2 million for the vacation leave, we are looking at an initial proposal on in the first year, as long as we get a retro, a first year of over $5 million for our members. And so that's a very significant impact for our members and that cost of living. Um, it's great when it's high. It's great for our members.
0: Okay. What, well, t- what else you got? This is the
1: last item on the uh, on the list here. Uh, do appreciate it for your time tuning in, uh, Alan. You did talk about kind of the non-striking bargaining process that we have since we're not strikeable You kind of ran through that little timeline. Uh, it was great, and I think just the last piece is kind of just an overall bargaining update and kind of wrap us up.
2: Yeah, I think, and just to kind of go over where we've been is, we have already gotten ten. Attentive agreements. Attentive agreement is something that both sides a- agree on and um, so when we go to mediation we are really focusing on the issues and this has been our plan since you know the beginning is to focus, focus, focus. By the time we get to mediation we really want to be really talking about the big things that matter to our members. That's the IAP and the language that go with it. That's the health fund trust. That's wages and that's ours. I mean, it really, when we go to mediation, I feel like our team is highly focused on those specific things. Um, you know, and just, I would just add one thing in terms of, you know, we have gotten some calls, some texts that are upset about certain specialty pays or Paramax and Grade or different stuff like that. And I would say, you know, take this opportunity to, um, you know it's it's great to get a feedback and if you don't agree with it we're happy to get that feedback we need that feedback you know especially in a good respectful way of going hey i disagree with that we, we appreciate that feedback but also let's not let the city divide our membership they love doing that um, i would tell you that it could be a ploy for them to do it to try and divide on why this person's getting this or why it's not that it's not a race to the bottom we always advocate equally for everybody that are in that contract and um you know, it really stems the reflection of the values that the city has, and if the city valued Station Twenty Eight, if the city values your IAP, if they value ma- value mandatory overtime, they would put their money where their mouth is. And so, just know that it's really not the reflection of the union. If the, if a certain specialty group's getting more, it's more about the values of the city not valuing the other other things that we've brought up. So, I would say I think negotiations going well. I wish we. We're in mediation uh, you know, this week, it's not. We're a couple weeks off to be able to do that, but I think we have focused really hard. I think this is looking to be a contract that we are gonna be extremely proud of. I think that if you look back and why the city gave us the, vol- the increased vacation leave and that it's worth five million bucks a year as a contract right now per year already, I think this is the value of bargaining hard last time, going to arbitration and fighting for it and to knowing there's exposure to our comps on wages, our comps on vacation leave, to us getting the health fund trust. I think there's a lot of exposure to the city and us identifying that stuff as paying off in proposals from the city. So just want to say thanks anybody else want to wrap it up i think isaac's supposed to wrap it up so i'll stop talking now
1: yeah no i appreciate that that was that was perfect for the wrap up there I, I just wanted to say now that we've kind of come to the coming to the close of our direct bargaining period uh i just wanted to say thanks uh to the bargaining team who put a ton of time in you, you got all of us here today talking to you and then terry who was, was not able to be here and also david Muscoviak has done a fantastic job taking notes making sure that everything that's said inside that bargaining room is put down on paper so we have those very helpful. And then lastly, I just want to make sure we thank the members for your patience and support. We know that bargaining can be really stressful. And uh, so we really just do appreciate that. Please keep those comments coming. And
2: uh, and I'll do one more thing. And I know the members on their team have been giving a ton of time. Thanks to the negotiations team for doing that. Also, thanks to the stations that have us out there. I mean, I know when I was working B shift at fours and now I moved to C shift, but I mean, being gone for negotiations, it's hard on us, but it's hard on the companies that we work on. And I just want to say thank you for everybody that's picked up our slack, helped us do some CFIPs, helped do the cooking, and hasn't complained when we've been gone negotiating on this contract. And so thanks for all you out there. Thanks for the family to give up our time, and we will catch up with you soon.